I actually don't have wax in my ears. I've always amazed the doctors when I was a kid. Nothing. New fact about Josh. He never has had wax in his ears. Had wax? <laughs> I mean, everybody's got some wax, but... You just said you don't. I actually don't have wax in my ears. You know, I'm not sure which is worse. You not paying attention and getting Toy Story and Gatorade confused or Brewer contradicting himself within five seconds of one. (laughs) Going, I I amaze the doctors. I never had wax in my ears. Everyone has wax in their ears. Everybody has some wax in their ears. He is fake news. Well, you know, there there is a reason why when we were at the live thing, we did the fake news with Josh. (laughs) Hot dang, Josh. There's a lot of it. You know, yeah. if I would have actually used Josh's claims as fake news, man, I, I don't know who would have won. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to give away that money. But anyways, how are you doing, Mr. Brewer? How are you doing, Mr. Johnson? <laughs> I just called you Brewer. Uh, like, oh. I was like, he's not with us. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Days go. I'll ask him how he's doing. Though, yeah, you can ask. You? We we can ask him later when we see him. <laughs> if, I hope so. So, we talked earlier this month about you know, hey, New Year's, lots of things going on, yada yada yada. Woo! Uh, have we become too tolerant or not? Um, and uh, in yes, in one way, no, in the other way. And today is the lies that Christians believe, and that is a crazy broad topic and i say it's crazy broad because there is so much that that can encompass um everything from beliefs about ourselves beliefs about god beliefs about religion beliefs about business beliefs about just so much stuff i mean you have you know your various denominations you know there's always some difference between denominations on how things are happening you know right you you have your big like your big ones like your Protestant versus the Catholic versus Lutheran sort of deal, you know. And even in one of the chats I'm in, that's a whole big deal because we have someone in the chat who is hardcore Catholic, but is that a Catholic? And I had never heard of this until recently. Catholic Church that doesn't follow the Pope, that doesn't oh. that doesn't recognize the Pope as the head of the church. I was like. Well, that's new. I've never heard of this one before. Yeah. You know, where I I come from, the Mexican side of things where like the Pope is almost worshipped almost as much as Americans worship Anthony Fauci. So, you know, (laughs) that's just how it goes. (laughs) And, you know, and then you got, you know, me, you know, on the Protestant side of things where I'm like, yeah, no, no, no on the Pope thing, period. No on the Pope. Uh -uh. Um, Then you have others that are just wacky. But there, there's a there's a lot out there that people believe, you know, yeah. such as like, hey, there are people that believe, hey, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I don't have to uh, go to church at all because that, that's well, a lot. How does that make sense? Yeah, that is a good question, Johnson. How does that make sense? I, you know, that's... Uh, oh, thank God. I have to deal with that one with my mother on a very frequent basis. What, that she, you don't have to go to church once you're a Christian? Yeah. You know, because she believes she's like, I don't want to go deal with people. I'm like, well, 
Hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, you have to be in community. Now I get it. You know, there are older people who maybe are not able to, you know, go to a church because they're kind of, they don't have the, the mobility to get around sort of deal, you know? And I get that. And I'm, I'm not going to be judgeful of them because they do what they can. Then at that point, they either listen online or do what they can. And with the pandemic, there's a lot of churches that live stream nowadays and all that. But there are a lot of lies out there that people believe about either the church themselves, God, the Bible, whatever it is. And with the internet being the way it is, you never know how things are presented nowadays. I would have to say, so me and Aaron, you know, before we even started hitting the record button, we were like, okay, what's our <laughs> like five, four or five items to put on this list, right? Now, Aaron, you know the five things that we put on the list, right? Sure. What what would you say probably from that that five, that four or five that we put out there? Would you say it's probably like your number one, like I can't believe people believe this lie? Oh man. Um I don't know. Part of me is still I don't know, is under the prosperity gospel kind of thing. Okay, prosperity gospel. That's definitely could be a a big one. If you hadn't, let me put it this way. If you hadn't picked that as your number one, like, annoyance thing, I probably would have picked that as my number yeah. one annoyance. Yay. <laughs> yeah, so prosperity gospel. What, why yeah. Why did you select that? Why is that so, like, kind of high? It's fake. <laughs> All right, so what is prosperity gospel, first off? Well. See, I always thought of it as, it was just like, once you start following Christ and stuff like that, you're just blessed with health and wealth kind of thing. But it's, I guess I think more so of money possessions and stuff like that. And just being given that abundantly and being taken care of, but that's not real. Right. Cause that don't happen. <laughs> I, prosperity gospel is also called health and wealth gospel. The health and wealth gospel. Yeah. yeah. So when people say prosperity gospel or health and wealth, they're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Essentially at its core is the more quote unquote faithful you are, the more wealth and health that God will give to you because that shows and demonstrates that you are being a good little Christian or good little Christianette. (laughs) You know, and I think that kind of came up as a, I guess you could say as a counterculture almost, because there are some people in the Christian community that believes that money is, or wealth is sinful or, you know, and there's a balance there because if you are focused solely on creating wealth, you will do anything for wealth. You will do whatever it takes to be that being lying, working 24 seven, abusing your family by not being there you know, stuff like that, then yeah, that is a sinful thing. If that is your sole goal is to get and accumulate wealth and get and accumulate money in such masses that you don't need it by any means necessary, then yeah, that is a problem. But if, you know, you happen to be working for a job that happens to make decent money, there's nothing wrong with, Hey, you know what? I got a little extra money. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Right. Hey, we're going to all going to take a, a cruise, you know, because cruises are for the wealthy, really. They're, they're, they're decently pricey, you know, they're not cheap. Yeah. I don't know. You I've, can find deals once in a while, but I oh, mean, yeah. but I mean, you're taking, 
them all the time. It's like, oh, well, yeah, gosh. you got well, some. Well, if you money. take any kind of trips all the time, yeah, you got some money, right? Yeah, you loaded. You're not going about it and everything. You're not making as long as <laughs> repeat. As long as you're not making money, the object that you essentially are worshiping Start by doing giving up everything to get it right and that's not the center of your life then who cares if you have you know low access now there are going to be people who go but i'm so poor i need more money and you know what that is reality for Mm -hmm. a good chunk of population Mm -hmm. i'm not being dismissive by I acknowledge that that is the case. There are people who are like, I need more money. And unfortunately I think there are people who then kind of prey upon those people, not pray like Lord Jesus be no. over them. I'm talking <laughs> like pray, like sharpening their knives. Like, Ooh, I am going to I get some, use some money. Yeah. Mm. So, you right. know, you see some of those kind of like health and wealth people like, you donate $50 now and God will bless you with a million, you know, <laughs> sort of, that sort of stuff. Maybe a little exaggerated on the 50 to a million, but they'll be like, Hey, Still. the more money you give, the more money you're going to get. Because by giving money, you are being faithful to us, to God. <laughs> and he, and he rewards the faithful. Which to point is true, but it's, I mean, as far as getting, it's not, Rewards that we might understand it to be. Right. We're told we're supposed to be good stewards of the money that has been entrusted to us. You have Uh the, what what was that look for? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you have the, the story of the talents in the Bible, you know, where the three different, were given three different number of talents. Yeah. And, you know. One was like, oh, okay, I, I'm going to go invest it. The other one's going to, I'm going to go invest it. The other one's like, I'm just going to bury it. And, and because make I make sure I got it, <laughs> make sure I got, it because I know my, my master can be cruel. Right. And it, it wasn't so much the fact of the other two. It wasn't the fact that they, how much they made. It, it was, Hey, you're responsible with this. You went out and you did work with it that I gave you. You were responsible with it. You're rewarded. The third person is like, what you didn't do anything with it essentially it was like right you, you need to actually take some money to make money well well yes <laughs> yeah. that is true and especially in the american system nowadays but <laughs> it comes down to you weren't responsible with you know what you were given and you didn't right. use it responsibly yeah you instead just hit it and be like <laughs> hit it to make sure you didn't lose it yep and it just created this whole wonderful, you know, prosperity gospel thing <laughs> that just, oh man, just kills me at times. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I just, yeah, I don't understand how, I mean, I don't know. It's like, do all the people that really go to that or go to churches that preach that, are they just all rich people pretty much then or what? Well, the pastors are. <laughs> well, the, the pastors definitely are. So... Some of the prosperity gospel pastors out there. Yeah. Uh, Joel Osteen. Oh yeah. The famous one. Do you know what his net worth is? Uh-uh. About $40 million. <clears throat> what? Yep. Why? Because. No, he's, yes. He's, he's, yeah. He's Joel Osteen. Yeah. So the, you know, and don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong if 
you know, you scrimp and save and you, and do that. And you have, uh, like you get a, your dream car. Maybe that's a Ferrari or whatever, you know, that, mm. that's fine. I don't care about that. You know, it, it's just because you're a, a man of the cloth, a pastor doesn't mean you have to drive like a 1920s car. Yeah, it's that's just some old beater. <laughs> that's just barely like hanging on and everything. No, it's, you live within your means, you live comfortably, but you do what you need to do. Um, right. Benny Hinn, he's another one that was, that's kind of all over the place too, with the prosperity gospel movement. Uh, he was $42 million he's worth. Oh, that's crazy. Those are some expensive people. <laughs> um, but I... I wonder, I guess that's the thing. It's like, I'm just trying to think if living the whole thing of living comfortably, I guess you could be comfortable in wealth, but in some other areas, it's real easy to be comfortable in wealth. <laughs> well, no, I'm yeah, I'm saying like, you could, like living comfortably in wealth, but like at some point, like you'll be uncomfortable in some areas of your life or, you know, with your faith kind of thing, I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to force yourself to be uncomfortable with wealth to, because hmm. I thought, you know, I mean, as Christians, we're not supposed to be comfortable. In a sense, because we're always trying to press forward and become more Christ-like, and that kind of takes discomfort <laughs> to yep. do, I suppose. I mean, I just think about all the times, like, sh well, I guess that's probably one of the biggest things is being, is admitting, like, sins and stuff like that, and being accountable to one another is more the most uncomfortable part from time to time, rather than, yeah having a lot of money and being comfortable financially. Yep. So, all right. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Have you ever heard, like, cause I don't know if you've ever heard one of these, um, health, the wealth, prosperity, gospel type preachers talk, but a common faith, a, a couple, one of the phrases they use a lot is faith seed. Have you ever heard that one? Uh, -uh. Yeah. So they go, um, to activate their faith by sowing a faith seed, thereby tapping into God's law, God's law of reciprocity and lean to their own financial breakthrough. So a lot of them tend to use, and I've heard this myself many times, uh, like when I'll be scrolling through something and I just need something to laugh at. <laughs> and so they'll, they'll quote actually an old Testament passage. Yeah. Uh, Malachi, um, excuse me, Malachi three ten. Um, so Malachi three ten. let me read that for you here real quick. And, and, and remember, I always say like, read, a passage in context with the whole thing. Cause yeah, if not, you could make, you could read you any could one take. passage and make it easily read. Now, if I read yeah. this, you'll understand exactly why they use this. Right. Malachi 310. This is the NIV version. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will, that there will not be room enough to store it. Sounds kind of nice. So in in, <laughs> in, in in it alone, you know, alone, that verse yeah. is like, oh, I give and I get back. Yeah. Right. And it's so much that I will not be able to start. <gasps> I, uh, I am going to be rich. So abundant. But what's happening in Malachi? 
what's what's the context about what's going on there, right? So the the context of Malachi three ten, so the Malachi three, uh-huh. the Israelites were robbing God by not giving enough food to the national storehouse that was used to feed the priests of Israel. Okay, the priests were then having to leave their priestly duties and take up farming to survive. God therefore exhorts Israel to test him by giving obediently. If they did, he re- would reward them as he did in the past. Um, and the point of this passage is specifically in the life of Israel when God is saying, hey, look, you're not holding up to your end of the bargain. You're not free- feeding the priests so they can do their priestly duties. Yeah. Test me by giving and I will make it you know, abundant. He didn't say that this is a law for the entire life of everyone going forward. Right. It, this is a specific time. Mm. You know, this right. is, this isn't a, a covenant that he's entered into. No. He's saying in this one specific time, test me on this. Right. Can we bring out some things about this? Yeah. Maybe we know what we need to be a little more faithful in our donate in our tithing, you know, sort of deal, yeah. you know, those sort of things. But it's not like, oh, you tithe more than normal. You're going to get back so much. It's not we'll saying that. Tenfold. We need, that's why you need to take all that in context of what's going on in that whole situation. That whole situation. That's why, honestly, you know, and, and I appreciate having this from schooling is I had history classes that dealt dealt with like what was going on in the world at the time of various biblical passages. Okay. So you got that kind of that wider context and it wasn't just like, huh, what's going on? I don't okay. get it. <laughs> huh. But unfortunately, a lot of the times you get this and you, and you hear how these prosperity gospel go around and they will, right. they will make it work for them. Oh yeah. Well, I, I'm, I can't think of where the verse is or what it is word for, but I remember you know, one of them being like, we'll be given the desires of our heart or whatever. Um, oh, let me find it now. Since I bring it up, it's probably gonna take me ages to find, but that one I'm sure, I mean, is probably one that's used out of context very much as well. Yeah. And in this case, you know, if it's used by a, a health and wealth prosperity person, that also makes me question a lot of things. So they say, oh, you do this and you'll be given the desires of your hearts. The desire of your heart is money. That's really? Good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Money in and itself isn't evil. Greed to the point of that being your idol is evil. Yes. And if it's giving you the desire of your heart and your heart desires money above all things, that kind of there's a little telling there for you. Right. And in the one, the, the one verse is, is was it Psalm? Well, okay. So it's Psalm 37, four, but it's like, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you all the desires of your heart. I'm uh-huh. sure people will definitely bend that to be in their own mindset or their own thing. But I was, you know, I wonder about that for the Christians too. Um, where, <sighs> Like, uh, I don't know. I guess it's for the Christians that I feel like they're so like over, they overanalyze stuff so much to the point where it's like they can't enjoy anything, I guess, worldly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I guess I'm sure you know what I'm trying to get at, but it's like, 
you can't enjoy things of the world otherwise like that's if it's not it it's seemed as looked upon as sinful they're skewing all material goods because yes. they see the material world itself as sinful that yeah. is actually um oh what is the name of that philosophical so the idea that material was evil that's gnosticism gnosticism that's a that's been around since the early 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 church uh-huh. where the the idea was that anything that is matter physical is evil in and of itself and that we should find a way to get rid of that huh. so gnosticism that that's not a new thought congratulations yeah. <laughs> You had a very old thought. Heck yeah. So it's, what the, they say it's around first century AD. You know, okay. it started in the Jewish era, kind of moved to Jewish Christian. Um, it really was in the Mediterranean era in there. So Gnosticism, it's typically considered heretical. Okay. Okay. Um, Gnostic doctrine taught that the world was created and ruled by a lesser divinity and that Christ was an emissary of the remote supreme being esoteric knowledge, which is genosis of whom enabled the redemption of the human spirit. I didn't like any of that. (laughs) Yeah, I know that's, 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 that's fine. I understand. (laughs) Essentially it's, you, 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 you're focusing more on that spirit side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more on the higher knowledge that you can learn through, uh, attaching yourself to the spirit side and, and getting rid of the physical side of things. Wow. So it is considered a heresy in Christian mm-hmm. theology. Mm. So it's not something that people, you know, people go, well, what is a Christian genos? Genostic or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that's not really a thing because (laughs) they don't, they don't go to, they don't go too well together with one another. Right. But yeah, you will find, um, if, if you ever visit a a health and wealth church that they will take some verses, um, way out of context. Like they'll take, uh, Romans 4, 17 out of context. Romans 4, 17, NIV version. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gave, who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. So what they do is they take that verse and say, oh, because God was able to speak into being these things, God, you know, through his words made Abraham um, justified and everything, declared him the father of nations, right? Even though he was still childless at the time. Uh-huh. They go, because of that, we can then go, you just need to speak your wealth. You need to speak your promotion. Oh. You need to speak your truth to make this happen. Mm-hmm. What? How? I missed something. <laughs> now, obviously they're going to use more than just 417, Romans 417, but that's going to be one of the verses that they use in support of that mm-hmm. to do that. So yeah, unfortunately, um, we're not promised an easy time. We're not promised a rich time. We're not pro- no. promised a healthy time. Nope. As much as these televangelists, these people would love to make that the case. And and to be honest, you know what? It would be so nice for that to be true because life would, would be, be so, so easy. much easier. <laughs> right. 
Well, I guess I just, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me and how people can believe that when you look at the Bible and see the sufferings that followers of Christ went through. It's like all those that followed Jesus weren't, or I mean, you can go back. Obviously, the I'm, one big popular one would just be Job. Mm-hmm. But it's like, uh, yeah, I don't get how you can believe that once, you know, if you're being faithful, that all is just going to be all, you know, sunshine and rainbows kind of thing. Because otherwise it's like, then what's the point of, uh, I don't know, what's the point of it? If you're not trusting him, trusting on him in difficult times kind of thing. If yeah. you never have them. Because, and, and here's the thing about this. Okay. You, you, I feel bad almost, mm-hmm. you know, for someone who maybe is full in on the prosperity gospel. Cause here's the thing, the the first hard time that comes, they're, they're done. Dr- they're, they're jumping ship. <laughs> you know, it, it's like the, uh, where is it in the Bible? It's, it's like the parable of the seeds being sown along the path. You know, mm. the ones that, you know, have the, the thing, you know, that are on the kind of the side and, you know, it's not deep soil. So they, their roots don't grow real deep. They grow yeah. up fast, but then the heat comes out, heat being the, like an adversity or an issue or a problem right. and they wither and they die. Yeah. They're just taken away. And it's the seeds are planted in the good soil. Mm-hmm. You know, they grow, yeah, they grow slower, but the roots have good grass. They have good depth that mm-hmm. heat can come and they can weather it a little bit. Yeah. They might shrivel a little bit, but they're still able to weather and survive. Right. And that's kind of how I see prosperity gospel. Yeah. You know? Say so once trouble comes, it's like, oh, why aren't you here for me? Bye-bye. <sighs> you know, and, and don't get me wrong. There have been prosperity gospel uh, preachers who have seen the mistake and changed. So I'm not saying that once a prosperity, they're never to be listened to because they might change. They right. might actually see the light and change on those things. Right. Okay. Um, we'll see what happens, you know, cause I think who was it? It was the Benny Hill guy. I think was, he said he was changing his theology. Hmm. Because he saw the error of his way. We'll see what happens. You know, right. that, that might be a true thing. And hopefully it is. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you know, then this is for both the good and the bad, I guess you could say. We always get, you know, that reputation of, hey, you were the prosperity guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you were the da-da-da. You know, you know how popular prosperity gospel was? What was it? Um, there was a TV station. Who was it? Um, yes. Okay. On oxygen network. So not, not a big network, right? Mm, But they, they created a series called preachers of LA that chronicled the lives of three bishops and three pastors that followed prosperity theology. And it was a reality TV series. I do remember that. It ended up with, uh, two series. Wow. So, um, series for sorry that was a very british term for american people uh and i'm not british i just happen to watch a lot of british tv sometimes <laughs> yeah, but seasons. series means seasons seasons yeah because yes 
that's what it is. So they, they got Preachers of LA as a reality TV, TV show. show. Which, ugh. Yay. No bueno. They were going to do potential spinoffs. I don't know if they ever did or not. They were going to do uh, Preachers of Detroit. <laughs> nice. Preachers <laughs> of New York, Atlantis, <laughs> and Dallas. Atlantis. And... Huh. So they were, it was a potential for them to do that. I, I don't know if they ever did. I never would have followed along for it. But that's how popular it is out there. And it is, I, I'll say that this way. It's almost predatory because you're going uh, at people's fears of not being able to either support themselves or their family and um, saying, and, and, and they, they wrap it in the guise of saying, trust God. But what they're really saying is trust God, give me money and just have faith. Well, what happens when that person who gives their last, you know, $5 or whatever yeah, that they need for maybe food or bills or whatever, and nothing happens. Are you telling them then because they didn't get their money or they didn't get their whatever that they don't have faith? That's essential. That's why I say it's it's like, it's like, oh, this will, this will be interesting. (laughs) There's the phrase out there. Tax, uh, lottery is just a tax on the poor. Have you ever heard that phrase? No. Because, you know, what, uh, Powerball is $2 now, right? And you have people who every week, no matter what, their financial status will always be buying, like, I need my $10 in Powerball. I need my $10 in Powerball. Yep. You know, I have family members that are like that all the time. And the reason they say it is a lot of people, especially of lower income, will buy the lottery in hopes of making it up uh, uh, to like the middle class or rich by winning in the lottery. Yeah. But your chances of winning the lottery, I'm sorry, is not that high. Not no. that many people do it. And even when you do, you see a lot of stories of people who like win all this money in the lottery and then they end up Ooh. poorer than they were when they started out. And that's yep. because they don't know how to spend that money, unfortunately. And people all of a sudden will come out of the woodwork. Oh, hey cousin. (laughs) (laughs) I I need some help. Yeah. Please. You know, I'll get it right this time. (laughs) So, I mean, you were seeing stuff about that back in like, Oh, that started really picking up like 2012 in that. Mm. And so if you look up lotteries, attacks on the poor, you will find a lot of articles written by a lot of actual business, like seeing, like CNN money, business insider, et cetera. Yeah. Who, who have the concept of it's a regressive tax on poor people. That's crazy. Especially those who are bad at math. <laughs> Particularly because of what are your chances of winning yeah. the big money? Yep. Close to nothing. Basically nothing. Isn't, aren't you like more likely to be struck by lightning or something like that than win the lottery? I thought it was something ridiculous like that. So here are 17 things you're, that are more likely to happen to you than winning the lottery. Oh boy. Okay. 17 things. I'm going to start the bottom of this list. <laughs> Having conjoined twins. Your odds of birthing conjoined twins are about one in 200,000. 
Wow. Your odds of giving birth to normal identical twins, about one in 250. Okay. Dying from natural heat. Dying due to heat exposure is one in 16,584. Wow. Okay. Winning an Olympic gold medal. You have a one in 662,000 chance, 662,000 chance of taking home gold in your life. I'm never going to get that. Going to the emergency room with a pogo stick related injury. (laughs) That's so random. Your chance of bouncing your way into the ER are about one in 115,300 due to a pogo stick injury. Scoring a hole in one. <laughs> well, I've already done that. I mean, in the game. <laughs> well, no, I've scored a mini goal. The odds of sinking a hole in one were 2,500 to one as a professional golfer and 12,500 to one as an amateur. Oof. I'm neither of those. Becoming an astronaut trainee. What? Yep. Your odds. So back a while ago, right? This yeah. was a little while ago. You could buy a ticket on the Virgin Galactic. Um, all right. So you could do that. Anyone could do that. But NASA's class of astronaut candidates in 2017, there are 18,300 applicants. Their odds of being chosen were less than one, one in 1,500. Oof. Being killed by a shark. Yeah, okay, yep. Your odds of dying from a Jaws moment is 1 in 3.7 million, and this is still more likely than you winning the lottery. That's that rare? Having your identity stolen. I feel like that's going to happen all the more now. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah. Becoming a movie star. Uh, They don't give you any... They don't want you to know how easy it is. So just kidding. It's probably not the mean. Do you know what the mean, the average, in other words, hourly pay for actors was in 2017? No idea. 200,000. I don't know. $32.89 per hour. Becoming president of the U.S. is more likely than winning the lottery. (laughs) That has, that has an average of one in 32.6 million. What? Getting your taxes audited. That has a 0.6% chance of happening. A 0.6%? Wait, what? Okay. Yeah. Being killed by hornets, wasps, or bees. That's one in 54,093. No way. Dying in a plane crash. One in 20 million. That ter- See, I don't like that thought. Being hit by a meteorite. That's one in 1.6 million. That's right. <gasps> speaking meteorites the odds of winning the the jackpot in powerball one in 292.2 million that's nuts the average person spends 200 dollars a year on lottery tickets not me i spend maybe six i don't know the last time i bought one i'll only i only buy like one or two and it gets like a billion how dare you? That's it. 
just throw away the Lord's money like that, trying to win the lottery. But I mean, all those things you could, you're more likely to become president. Yeah, that's nuts. How how on earth is you that? know what else you're more likely to do? Be killed by a vending machine. Yeah, <laughs> one in 112 million. I have heard that. That's so funny. That's nah, not funny, but like it, dying yeah. from being left-handed and using a right-handed product incorrectly. That's one in 4.4 million. What would you accidentally stab yourself or break something and it hurts you? What? Yeah. Being killed by flesh eating bacteria. One in 1 million. That's the same as being struck by lightning. One in 1 million. Drowning. One in 2 million. Oh gosh. I hate the thought of that. Drowning in a bathtub. One in 840,000. Dying in an on-the-job accident. One in 48,000. I guess I'm going to stop going to work. Murdered. <laughs> Just in general, being murdered. <laughs> One in 18,000. have a better chance of getting killed. Yeah. Then winning the lottery. Well, I mean. Yeah. So those are all the things that you're more likely than winning the lottery. So yeah, that's why they say lottery is a tax on the poor poor. especially those who can't do numbers oh my gosh that's sad yeah well i always found it uh, i remember just hearing all the stories of like people that kept playing i mean they'd spend hundreds of dollars you know into it yeah and then they'd come back oh i want a couple hundred bucks like look at all the money i won yay but you've literally spent like four or five hundred dollars trying to win that two hundred dollars Yay. <laughs> so, you know, with all that, what are the chances that you're going to be able to go ahead and win the, the lottery? The, the win big. The jackpot. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, I don't know. I've always, we've, we've had the conversations at work about like, what would you do when you get all that money kind of thing after taxes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've almost... I mean, yeah, you can give a lot of it away, obviously. I mean, that's would be my plan. But then, you know, you always think about if you're, you know, if you're faithful, if you're not faithful with a little, what makes you think that you're going to be faithful with a lot? Right. So that's been, that's one thing that's like, wow, hit home. I was like, maybe I don't want to win the lottery. <laughs> well, well, you're all like I said. You're also going to have a lot of people coming up to you then, going, "Hey, buddy, oh, yeah, right. Who, uh, who, you want to invest in my business, or hey, remember when I loaned you that ten dollars that one time? Hey, can you loan me like ten mil? <laughs> <laughs> Help a brother out. Yeah, exactly. No, you're the wrong but, type of brother, though. But yes, right. exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, that that's why I'm just prosperity like, is prosperity gospel. It, it's like the lottery. And it will disappoint, you know, and they are, they're always going to have like the Pompeii water thing, you know, people on there going, Oh, I got the millions. And you have to ask yourself, how many of you are actors? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I bet because the cynic in me goes, I bet you 99% of those people who go up, who say they can't walk are actually able to walk. Unfortunately, the cynic in it's me. It's just fake. It, yeah. They're just faking it. it it's unfortunate because there have been 
so many documented cases of fake healings. Yeah. So, and unfortunately it has jaded me a little bit, but. Right. Well, I mean, uh, reasonably so. So, all right. So how about we go to the second one now? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So the second one we'll go to here is, um, we'll go to my number one. How about that? Yeah. yeah okay. Your number one. I know. Look at that. Ooh. 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 <laughs> what? Why, why are you going? Uh, I got to chill. You got chill. <laughs> My number one from the list we, we generated here for us is yeah. how much God loves or punishes you depends on your behavior. Yeah. I have a feeling that a lot of Christians believe that so much in their lives. Oh, absolutely. That they feel on both sides to the extreme where it's like, oh, I went to church. I prayed. I read my Bible. I tithed. I helped the little old lady across the street instead of pushing her in front of the trolley. <laughs> Therefore. How kind. And it kind of goes back to that prosperity stuff. Therefore, I should be rewarded. Yeah, God, where's my, where's my, where's my goods? I did this. I have a job interview this week. Come on. Come on. <laughs> pony up. Do your part. Pony up. Make it happen. Oh my gosh. You know. Oh, that's frustrating. So you yeah. have that extreme, right? But you also have on the other side of that, yeah. the people who go, well, um, I didn't go to church this past year. Um, I thought in my head about murdering those people, but I didn't, but I thought in my head how much I hate them, you know, <laughs> and, um, maybe just gotten off of like a six day bender on stuff. Right. Whatever it may be, drugs, porn, whatever, alcohol. And you have, you know, the, those two extremes and then they go, well, okay, well, you know, bring on the punishment or, you know, and then they're expecting it or yeah. maybe something happens. They get fired and they go, is this because I didn't go to church last week? Come on. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you, right. like I said, you have both extremes, the whole, yeah. I'm, and I kind of look at it this way. It's like when you're a kid and you expect that punishment to come almost immediately when you do something wrong. Yeah. And you expect right. God to act in that same way. A lot of times, like, but Oh, I said a bad word. I'm going to be fired or I'm going to lose my, or I'm going to lose my apartment or I'm going to, you know, yeah, something, something happen. happened or converse of that, you know, something bad happens. What oh, I because I swore once this week. <laughs> That's it. You know, and, we, we forget that a lot of times there's, there's grace in there. And a lot of times we don't give ourselves enough grace well, based on things that we're doing. Right. And don't get me wrong. Okay. I'm not saying that there's never any punishment or reward for what happens. And it's not necessarily always going to be this immediate, like no. short term thing though. No. More than likely, it's going to be a, a, a long-term thing. We, we read in Revelation how there's this imagery of all the saints around the throne as they throw down their crowns that they were given as rewards for, you know, things in life. It wasn't a, hey, did you do enough good to get into heaven thing? That, that wasn't part it's of the not, equation. No. That's not part of the equation, even though a lot of people still like to use that as the equation. But it was, hey, you know, what, what things did you do to bring honor and glory to God in, in your life 
those are those crowns that you then give back obviously to God. It, it's an interesting imagery that you read in revelation when you read that. And that's kind of like those rewards that you're given, you know, there's the talk of the, the judgment at the great white throne where the books are open based on what you did and you're rewarded or punished or, you know, what, or not, not rewarded or rewarded based on what you did. Not, are you going to heaven or hell sort of deal? It's like, Hey, right. well, what'd you do? We you know. And those are interesting images. And those are the images of reward and punishment that I think of. And it's not the whole short term. Hey, <laughs> now, now don't get me wrong. We are told multiple times in the Bible as well, that our sin will find us out eventually, you know, you know, and there will be some punishment that's at points and, but it may not be immediately and it may not be, you know, Hey, I just lost my job. That means I did something wrong. That may be just because it happened. <laughs> Unfortunately, right, you don't have to over, I guess, overanalyze it and make it into something it's not, I guess. This sounds almost like a bad statement that I'm saying. And let me get through the whole process before you, you, you go, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> Cause the statement in and of itself at front sounds bad. And that statement is don't assign everything to God. We assign so much of either what happens to us, um, you know, good, the bad, the mediocre, whatever. And yeah. we say, if we assign that to God as God, either rewarding us or punishing us for something that we've done or, you know, either recently or in the past, or because we're so faithful or we're unfaithful in that. And maybe sometimes that is true, but I have to wonder if sometimes just the day to day, it's just like, this is what happens, you know? Right. You know, God's not out to get you because you said a naughty word, you know, four years ago <laughs> or last, or you stubbed your toe this morning and you said something, oh, you're fired. <laughs> and, and we need to stop assigning every single thing like that, that way. You know, sometimes, yes, there might be seasons of trials and, and tribulations, you know, personal tests of things that you're going through and Sometimes it's just us bringing the crap upon ourselves. You know, I, I think of, you know, someone that I've known in the past where them and their wife got into a big old argument because she caught him watching porn. Ooh. That wasn't God bringing judgment on you, buddy. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> that was your own actions causing, um, that those consequences. Right. As much as it is now, thankfully they, they got over it. They're good, but there are consequences to actions that are natural. That's not necessarily a thing of wrathful punishment or wrathful reward. You know, you have sex with someone and you get an STD. That isn't God going, I am now giving you an STD. <laughs> That's you did something that you were told not to do in the Bible. There's a reason that we have some of those, uh, those rules, those yeah. laws about why these things happen, you know, just like back in the day in the old Testament, when you look at why the Jews were not to eat pork, because there were diseases and other parasites that were bad, you know, nowadays, you know, we're pretty good about how we process things, but you still shouldn't give pork to a dog because oh, that dog can right. get some parasites and some nasty ones that could really get them sick. Yeah. There's a reason why. 
God said this, not because it was, ha, 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 respect me as God and do what I say. And because of that, I do not want you to eat the deliciousness that is pork. <laughs> no, it was more along the lines of, hey, you know what? Um, it's going you might good. like this, but it's going to suck for you. Be- so don't do it. Right. And that. <sighs> and then, of course, the f- yeah. of course, the ones that did it, obviously they were excluded um, religiously because they were very adherent to the laws directly, but they might've also suffered from other reasons. You know, and you look at the, uh, in the, the new Testament even, or take, for example, the blind man outside the city walls Yeah, and the people are going, what did he do? Or what did his parents do? What sin was committed that made him blind? And it's like, no, there wasn't a sin that made him blind. It was, Hey, he just had to be born this way to actually, in this case, bring about the glory of Christ and show his power. So just because, you know, something happens bad doesn't necessarily mean it's, there was a sin involved or it's divine punishment. Maybe A, it's just genetics. B, it happened to be a random accident. C, you did something stupid. Yeah. Or D, yeah, okay, yep. This time you're the subject of God's divine punishment. <laughs> that 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 can happen. That, I'm not saying that that never happens. Right. Now, I, I do find it funny how it's like how some people look at all of the, I guess, like the rules and guidelines that God has for us, you know, to keep us from sinning. Well, mainly because just it having a bad effect on us. I guess mainly, I, I guess, yeah, bringing back up the whole, like, sex and stuff like that being saved for <sighs> marriage and whatnot. I mean, I know it talks about in the Bible being, like, sex being not just a sin upon God, but a sin upon yourself, too, if be, for sexual Im- immorality. Right. Because, I mean, you look at all the things that it does bad for you if you're abusing, I guess, sexual, I guess, activities. But, I mean, it's not, that's the thing, like, he's not out there to get you. He, does, he doesn't want to hurt you. He's just like, he's, I mean, he's just asking you to trust him because he knows that this will be best for you in the long run. But we just get so caught up in our own little desires that we just want what we want now. And we don't want to wait for anything. So, uh, I think for myself at times, I mean, not... What is it? Uh, like knowing when I do wrong, I'm, I guess, like when I mess up, and I'm sure this has been brought up before, but it's like I'll kind of get sometimes get stuck in this mindset that I don't deserve good, kind of thing. You know what okay. I mean? Right? Maybe I don't know. Oh, I've heard that from you multiple times. Yeah, I'm sure you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> So it's not like that I'm expecting something bad to happen, but even if something good were to happen, be like, oh, I don't freaking deserve this. I just screw up. But yeah, again, as you said, you know, there's a grace there and whatnot. Uh, just accept it, move on. But that's harder to do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And that that is an interesting phenomenon that you bring up. That something good will happen. Let's, let, let's say this. 
you get your dream job, whatever it may be. Woo! And you go, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve that. I can't take this. And, and like when I pressed you about that, it's like, well, because I do this or I do that, or I, I screw up on here and I sin mm. this way and this, I'm like, okay, so you're a person. <laughs> right. But the fact is when you recognize that, when you recognize the fact that you get something good when you don't deserve it. Yeah. Reveals an important facet about your personality and about your spiritual life. And that is that it hasn't been singed yet. Mm. That is that you're still sensitive to the fact of what you're doing either intentionally or non-intentionally. We won't judge based on that. Um, <laughs> you know, is wrong. Yeah. And you want to correct it and you go, why am I getting this good thing that I don't deserve? If that was how God operated, <laughs> let, let's just be straight out here, flat here. If that's how God operated, then Christ wouldn't have died on the cross. Why would we deserve that? We are Very told true. in the Bible that we are born sinners, that we, that our heart is evil and wicked. True that. So this wicked, evil race born in sin, Christ comes, takes the form of flesh of man, suffers, crucified killed, died on a cross, buried, resurrected three days later. That right there is the whole definition of we got something we did not deserve. Right. Because then after that, we get the whole concept of, hey, guess what? Salvation is a free gift. Guess what we deserve less of? That. Because <laughs> that's not our blood. That's has been shed. That's not our life that has been sacrificed. That's not us who took on all the sin. That's Christ who did that in our stead, in our place. That's the ultimate. Right. I got something great. I don't deserve this. Yeah. You can't get much better than that. You can't get better. <laughs> no, you can't, <laughs> you know, and, and so we look at that large one and then we have these microcosm examples of it such as job or a drum set from parents or guitars or computers or whatever. And we go, I don't deserve this. And yeah, you're that's, right. We don't No, but that's the difference. You weren't expecting it. You weren't demanding it. It was given to you freely as a gift, not with any consideration or anything in return expected. It was given to you that you may enjoy it, you may use it, and it's not a conditional, it's not a conditional access based on what you have or haven't done. It's so many times in our life we, we go, why, why would, why, why would God love me like this? Because I am such a screw up. And it is true. We screw up all the time. I know me, per I know me personally. <laughs> Okay. But thank God that how he loves us does not depend on that behavior on a, like a minute to minute, second to second scale. Right. Even as Christians, we're going to screw up. We're going to find ways to screw up, whether intentionally or unintentionally at times. And sometimes we intentionally and willfully go into the sin head on and God will deal with it. 
He oh, yeah. will find a way to either expose it, soften our hearts to it. He will he will grab us. Things will happen. But just because you something bad happens doesn't mean it's because, you know, you stub your toe and said a bowling word. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, the other thing I think about, you know, and being faithful and not expecting, well, I mean, obviously you shouldn't be expecting good things to happen. I mean, he says, you know, you will be blessed and stuff like that, which I mean, you technically mm-hmm. already are with the whole gift of life, you know, but then it's like when you don't, if you don't see things happening here, I mean, you're thinking about, it, you're supposed to be storing treasures in heaven rather than here. Right. So it's, and I know that's such, oh, obviously that's such a, you know, easy thing to say and hear and be like, oh, cool. But then when, you know, it comes to reality and like, you're obviously going through a hard time. It's like, well, what is it? When am I going to get a break kind of thing? But then which, I mean, I mean, he, gosh, he, 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 he does come through. <laughs> it's just not when you, it's not on your timing kind of thing too. Right. Exactly. You know? And sometimes you won't see, sometimes you won't see what the reward or that punishment is, what, however minor or major it may be mm-hmm. for years or ever. Yep. There may be times when. You know, especially I think about this a lot with the youth group, you know, there, there'll be kids that the hope is that it's just a seed plant. Yeah. And I may yeah. never see the result of that, but hopefully it gets, you know, there's a result of that later on, you know, and sometimes I do see the result of it, um, you know, almost immediately you and Brewer, for example, yeah, but right. there might be other kids that I won't see it ever, maybe until heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It, 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 it's not a, you do this to get the reward or the punishment or avoid the punishment deal. It's you do this out of, at least for me. Okay. I do this out of reverence for the one who already gave me a gift of eternal life. Yeah. I already got the gift that I wanted. Now it's, (laughs) you know, it, 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 I've said, thank you. But now out of reverence, I continue on. And it's amazing that you continue to see various blessings and that happen to come up. And it's like, awesome. (laughs) I wasn't expecting any of this, but awesome. Right. Right. And so we we need to get out of that mindset of it's a one-to-one relationship because it's not. It's not a one-to-one relationship of punishment and reward. Just because we do something awesome does not mean we're going to get something awesome in return. Just because I give $50 to Benny Hill does not mean I'm going to get 5000 back. <laughs> it's not like that. Nope. Thank you for joining us for part one of Lies That Christians Believe. Next week, we're going to go ahead and take a look at two more of very common lies that Christians believe. What do you think those two may be? Here's a hint. I'm sure a lot of you have probably heard one of these and consider it a cliche of some sort. Take a guess. See if you're right. Come back next week and find out.